What up, what up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Introvert Lifestyle with me, your host, resident millennial introvert, it's Yolanda. Coming up today on the show, I've got such a mega episode for the final one of this season. I cannot wait to get into it with you guys. But first of all, you know what we do. I always like to check in and see how you guys have been doing for the last two weeks. Let me know, as always, what you've been up to, what's been happening in your lives. I like to know. I like to keep in touch. So make sure you comment before you also follow and subscribe. And I want to say a massive, massive thank you to everybody who listened to the last episode with Oyin on there. The feedback. I mean, you guys always give amazing feedback anyway, but from that episode, it was literally insane. Apparently, a lot of us suffer from imposter syndrome, so <laughs> it was the right thing to be talking about on that episode. A lot of you came back and said that you found your um, the type of imposter syndrome that you had as well. You were able to hone in on that and figure it out and then pull the tips from what you learned in that episode as well. So I am happy that that one went down so well and Hopefully you guys will enjoy this episode today just as much as that one because I want to end this season on a high note. So so for this episode this week, I've got for you one of my faves ever. She is one of my inspirations in work. We work together and she currently is head of our HR department in the place we work, which I'm not going to tell you guys, unless she wants to tell you guys later on. <laughs> we might keep that a secret. But uh, yeah, she's going to come on with her expertise to talk to us today about mentoring because she has been involved in mentoring and mentorship for so long and we've had a few mini conversations about this and when I found out that she had dipped her toes in that side of things where I was also you know looking at myself I was like aha <laughs> perfect and then we had the most epic conversation a few uh weeks ago where all of my side hustles and things just came spilling out into the world and she was like yeah I'll totally be on your podcast so I was like okay cool so without further ado let's welcome to the episode Kim. Hi, Kim. <laughs> Hi, Yolanda. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really, really excited to be here um, and to, yes, yeah, so to share some good stories with everyone, I hope. And, yeah. I love it. I love it. So, like I've already said, guys, Kim's going to be helping me break down mentoring and mentorship with you guys today. So, first of all, I'll give you a little breakdown of what mentoring and mentorship is and then I'll have Kim tell you a bit more about herself and how we know each other even though I've kind of just pulled the beans a little bit anyway but it's fine it's fine no problem <laughs> we can do that uh, and then we'll get into those questions so mentoring then is I think we're all familiar with the term mentoring it's basically where you have someone who has had a bit more life experience than you you are sort of buddy up with them for want of a better word and they kind of help help you navigate through either your personal professional life uh, because of their more lived experiences and you can sort of lean on them for that support day in and day out when you want advice on your trajectory in either personal or professional life so in terms of work then uh, a great stat that I read was that 71 percent of fortune 500 companies have mentoring programs uh, and of those with of those professionals with a mentor 97 percent say that they are valuable um, 
but only 37% of professionals have a mentor and 89% uh, of those who have been mentored also then go on to mentor others. So, Kim, let's talk a bit about your background first and then we'll get into these mentoring questions. Tell the people about yourself, please. I will. Okay. So um, my career started actually, well, first of all, I did a degree in politics and then ended up falling into recruitment. So everyone that works in the recruitment industry pretty much kind of falls into it. You don't kind of think about when you're growing up like, oh, I really want to work in the recruitment industry. It's just kind of not one of those places. No. <laughs> um, so I actually started in, a, I started in a sales role. So I started off as a recruitment consultant and then kind of moved through the ranks really in sales. So senior consultant, team leader, and then went on to manage some like quite big teams. So business manager and regional manager and then I actually took a six-month secondment in training and learning and development um, mainly because I wanted to improve my presentation skills because I didn't think they were very good and um, I just really took to it straight away I got involved in some amazing projects around leadership development and I ended up kind of staying in that team kind of as a trainer for quite a long time um, so the current company that Yolanda and I work together at, um, I have been at that company for eight years now, uh, which is crazy. It's flown by. Uh, it's been an amazing journey. Um, and I came here originally to set up the training department, but my career has just kind of rocketed really since mm -hmm. I've been at Rulian. So um, I went from kind of trainer to um, head of talent, where I looked after talent attraction, talent selection, um, how we develop people and how we retain our people as well mm -hmm. um, I then took on the HR team and um, shortly after returning from my maternity leave back in 2017 and I was then promoted to people director at the end of 2018 <laughs> so yeah it's been it's been a crazy few years I'll yeah. let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> whirlwind we love it so yeah guys that's yeah, all so. Yeah, that's how uh, Kim and I know each other as well, because I also work at Ruyon during the daytime <laughs> while I'm doing this yeah. at night. So we, we, we bonded when I was trying to make you come to our internal yoga classes, yes. remember, <laughs> our lunchtime yoga classes. I love it, yes. Which now we have to do online, obviously, because of social distancing. Online yoga. But hey-ho, we make it work, it's fine. <laughs> so, obviously... Uh, I brought Kim on today because she has a mentor. So I won't just ask you, do you have a mentor? We know that, that's a fact. <laughs> so first question then is, when were you first introduced to the concept of mentorship? So I've been thinking about this actually, when I've been thinking about the topic, I've been really lucky that I've actually had mentors throughout my career and I've had a lot of different mentors um so from my very first recruitment job my first job really out of uni i had someone that was informally mentoring me that um kind of we actually used to sit next to each sit next to each other and she wasn't my manager but she just kind of mentored me and supported me and gave me loads of advice and kind of day-to-day -day coaching um and from then I pretty much had a mentor in most of the roles that I've had um, sometimes it's been more formal sometimes it's been informal but at each stage it's always helped me get to the next stage I suppose mm -hmm. by having yeah. a mentor and having kind of someone to speak to 
Um, it's funny actually, it's, I've become, because I've been really lucky and always had a mentor, it's made me really interested in mentoring. And you mentioned that most people that are mentored go on to be a mentor. Yeah. Um, and since being at Rulot, Rulion, I actually competed, completed a level seven qualification in executive coaching and mentoring because it was hey. something that really interested me. And I wanted to be able to, I think when you have a really positive mentoring experience with someone, you're really grateful for what they do kind of for you. Mm. And I really felt passionate that I wanted to be able to kind of pay that forward and give back to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and just what I'm like, I like to be not qualified in things, but I like to know what I'm talking about before I do it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I went and did a qualification in it as well, which has been amazing. Oh, so, um, yeah, so I'm now, I'm now mentored. So I'm now a mentee, but equally, I'm also a mentor. Mentor. Okay, so. cool. I love that. Fab. Okay, so then when did your relationship with your current mentor begin? The one that you have at the minute? Yeah. Okay. So, um, we were actually introduced by our CEO, Yolanda. Um, when I returned, yeah. So James introduced me to my mentor when I returned um, from maternity leave in 2017. Mm. And it came at a point in my life where, um, it's a really mad time actually when you come back from maternity leave, Mm. because you've been out of the business for a year and you actually lose quite a bit of confidence, Mm. um, in yourself because of the time that you've been away from the business and, you know, the, the, um, experience of having a child is, you know, like game changing to an extent that nothing can prepare you for to be honest um and I came back to work and I knew that I was um still really ambitious um and I was just at a point where I was like really kind of desperate for development both professionally but also kind of personally as well you know in terms of my personal effectiveness um so James introduced me to uh, my mentor Gordon um and we instantly hit it off to be honest with you I think it was kind of like a mutual understanding. Like I knew how much he could help me and how much he could teach me. (laughs) And he always tells me that he could um, tell that I was just like, you know, like just so up for the journey. Mm -hmm. And one of the phrases that he's taught me that I really love is that when you're ready for the lesson, the teacher will appear. If you're ready to kind of learn something, like the teacher will appear and you don't know who that teacher's going to be. It could Mm -hmm. be a friend. It could be a family member. It could be someone that you know and that um that phrase kind of really fits into like every part of your life but he always said that he could tell that I was ready for the lesson and it was almost like fate like James introduced us which I know sounds a bit mad but it's just um sometimes you just meet someone and I don't know you just it then blossoms into this amazing relationship Mm -hmm. doesn't it yeah I love that so yeah so that's how that's how our relationship began ah so you have James to thank for the I do, yeah. I love it, I love it. Cool. So then, what purpose would you say your mentor serves for you? Mm, Okay, that's a great question. So... I think it's obvious to say that a mentor is there to kind of give you support and advice Mm. but for me it's quite a lot more than that so um my relationship with my current mentor is one that he really questions me in Mm. a way that makes me challenge my own thinking so 
um, I think the skill of questioning is really, really important for a mentor to have. So mm. it's able to ask really good questions that kind of get beneath the surface. Mm -hmm. And the questions that Gordon asked me really like make me think about kind of what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. And you know, they make it makes me challenge myself. Mm -hmm. He really, really pushes me and stretches me outside of things that I would say are my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So it makes me think about kind of, you know, how to do things differently and in ways that I maybe wouldn't have considered or wouldn't have wanted to consider before. Um, and he gives me loads of tools and techniques to help me manage my working relationships better. And I think that's really, really important because quite often the strength of the relationships that you have in a business are what mm -hmm. actually enable you to get things done. And it's by getting those things done that can then help you achieve um, whatever it is you want to achieve, whether that be a promotion or, um, you know, to complete a certain project or whatever else. Um, and I would say that Gordon's really helped give me tools and techniques to help me kind of like really like harness the relationships that I've got um, to help me progress quicker. Yeah, that's really good though, because I think that's probably what I would be looking out for as well is somebody who can really honestly give you that, that first review of where you are compared to the trajectory, tra trajectory that you want and then also then be able to give you those tools that you're saying that actually put you on a solid footing to then take that path so that's really cool that yours your mentor like fit exactly what you needed at that time to then take you to the stars you know people direct <laughs> Yeah, I know. And seriously, that too, I, I always had this aspiration and ambition that I really wanted to be a director. Mm -hmm. And I've, like, this is no exaggeration. I feel like I've worked really, really hard for a really, really long time to kind of get there. Mm -hmm. And Gordon is the person that's helped kind of get me over the line like this, honestly without a shadow of a doubt I owe him so much and I tell him all the time like this I always say to him you've got no idea like how much you've done for me and I really really mean it he's taught me a lot of things in terms of work stuff but he's taught me a lot of things personally to help me manage actually myself better to help me achieve my potential mm. that's fun because you've actually made me think something just then because I don't know why but when we were initially talking about father you have a mentor as well i made the assumption that it was going to be a female mentor just because you're female i don't don't know i don't know why stereotypes hey <laughs> um so that's the question to my head then <laughs> so the have you first of all have you had a mix of genders in terms of your mentors and how do you find the dynamic of having a male mentor as a female professional Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yes, I have had a mix of mentors. Um, okay. Interestingly, actually, earlier on in my career, I had more female mentors. Mm -hmm. And then over the last kind of probably, I don't know, like 10 years, mm -hmm. um, I've, um, yeah, they've actually been more male. I don't know if that's because there are more male you know, in, in leadership roles, there are more males, aren't there, in leadership roles, and maybe ah, there are females. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't know, I haven't actually thought about it like that, actually, but I don't know if that's maybe what it is. Um, in terms of the relationship, um, I think um, it's really important, actually, that men in senior roles mentor up-and-coming women and mm -hmm. help bring them through the ranks yeah. i actually think it's not only important i actually think it's incumbent on them to do so mm -hmm. actually 
Um, and that's not just women. I think that's, you know, all all groups that we want to, you know, make sure there are more of it in the C-suite and top levels. Mm. Um, I think that goes for all those groups. Um, in terms of the relationship, the relationship's great. I mean, I've got an amazing relationship with Gordon. Um, he's he's actually a HR professional. He's very into um, psychology of people. He really mm. understands people. And I think that really helps. Um, he's worked with a lot of different people. And I know that he works with a lot of women as well, actually. Um, and I think just kind of that, you know, that, that breadth of thinking, he's not, he's not in kind of one box. He mm-hmm. thinks, you know, thinks, thinks wide and he doesn't, he doesn't try and put you in a box. He understands, he understands me and kind of how I think and what I want to achieve and everything's kind of personalized to me. So the fact that he's male and I, I'm female is never really, never it's not yeah, helpful it's kind of really particularly in any direction. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Sometimes, actually, it can be good to have someone that maybe challenges your think. You know, mm-hmm. he's male, I'm female. Maybe challenges my thinking a different way, mm-hmm. and that can be really positive. Um, ah, that's, yeah, equally, that's thinking e- equally, it's not. I'm. I'm not saying that I, um, you know, wanted a male mentor. Mm-hmm. I would have been equally happy. And actually, I'd looked at a couple of women um, mm-hmm. to mentor me before I met Gordon. But ultimately, I think it's about the connection that you yeah, have. Yeah, and the fit. Like, um, it's really important, the mentoring relationship, that the mentee is really invested and wants to be mentored and wants to go through that process of self-reflection and making changes in the way that they work and in their own behavior. And it's equally important that the mentor's really invested in the relationship and um, knows, that, you know, feels that they're working with someone that they can help and that they can do something with. It's a really, yeah, there's two parts of the relationship for sure. It's not, it's not all one way. One way. Um, and yeah. I think if you've got that dynamic, that's the main thing. Definitely, yeah. It's, with all the connection, then I can just see it just tailing off and not being yeah. as fruitful. So, yeah, got to have the, the opposite. So the, the you got to feel it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay, cool. So next question I wanted to ask is, what is the structure of your mentorship currently? And then part B to that is, has it always been that way or has it more, has it evolved more as a relationship has progressed? So I think it's um, natural actually that um, relationships do evolve. The mentoring relationship do, does evolve as time goes on. So um for me initially with Gordon we worked together really quite intensely on a specific project so we were in touch all the time kind of we met a lot because we were working on this project together and then over time as I said it's evolved and it continues to evolve so sometimes we'll speak to each other kind of all the time like every couple of weeks and then sometimes um it'll be like a couple of months will go by and we maybe haven't spoken Mm. um so it's kind of it depends kind of what's happening and I think it's really important to remember that the relationship should evolve that's normal and it's natural and it's maybe not sustainable or realistic for either party to um kind of be having a weekly conversation um you know every Mm. week it's that's it's quite that's quite a big commitment and this 
Yeah, there should usually be kind of some sort of like formal end point, I think, on the relationship. And that's not to say that you can't kind of keep in touch and still chat and still kind of get advice and stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it shouldn't be, I mean, to be like literally speaking to someone kind of every couple of weeks for... I don't know like 10 years that's that's a massive commitment isn't it for both parties and I would question I suppose um it's really important that the mentee is really focused on making changes as a result of the interactions with the mentor and I would worry that maybe um the mentee wouldn't be able to kind of keep up the momentum in terms of making those changes if it goes on for kind of too long um yeah, it's interesting though, because you'll, you find that as your role changes and um, I don't know, as stuff happens in life, what you want to get out of the relationship with your mentor kind of changes as well. And that mm. will also change the relationship and maybe how frequently you're in touch and stuff. Okay. So you said just there as well that um, you don't think mentorship should be this infinite lasting <laughs> um, like setup between the two people. So what, what sort of time scales have your previous mentor, mentory relationships been? Yeah. Um, so this is actually probably the relationship with Gordon is probably one of the longest that mm. I've had. Usually it's been about 12 months, Okay, six to 12 months, mm-hmm. mm, sometimes shorter sometimes a little bit longer but around about that time whereas I've been I've I've known Gordon now obviously for a couple of years and we've we've spoken a lot um we've spoken a lot during that time um yeah I don't think it should go on forever one of the reasons why I don't think it should go on forever as well is as um especially from a mentor's perspective Mm -hmm. um your goal is to um kind of equip someone with the tools and techniques that allows them to then move forward in their career Mm -hmm. so it's almost like um you know like a mother bird watching the birds like (laughs) fly the nest (laughs) kind of sorry cheesy analogy but it's kind of a bit like that that's you know is it you know and I I feel that as a mentor when I'm mentoring someone I don't want it to last forever not because I don't want to work with them but because I want them to I ask them what they want to achieve at the beginning of the relationship and then the sessions that we have are always focused on ultimately trying to get them to that end point Mm -hmm. so and then we always talk afterwards but then the at that point I would say the the relationship starts to kind of just change a little bit okay cool so then uh, that leads me to ask then how many mentors have you got uh, mentees do you have currently currently i just have the one okay so they've got all of your and i've just started i just finished with someone and i've just started working with someone else okay. i've actually had a session with her this morning it was really cool so yeah i'm okay. really excited really excited to be working with her um yes yeah, so it's someone from our business actually who approached me oh so. cool and do you think mentors can be as fruitful if they've got like anything more than one mentee at a time? Yeah, it's, that's a difficult question to answer, really, because it depends on how much time you've got available. Okay. Um, and also, how I suppose the nature of the relationship. So, I really like to. Um, I'm quite thorough, and I really like to prepare before I meet with my mentees, mm-hmm. um, so I can make sure that they have a really positive experience. It's really important to me that they feel like they're gaining stuff from the sessions that we have, mm-hmm. and that they feel like they're taking stuff away that they can kind of move forward with. Um, so I'm really careful not to have too many 
mm-hmm. uh, mentees at one time just because I know that I can't like with my day job and my family and stuff I know that I can't commit to it mm-hmm. and I would rather have less people and um, them have an amazing experience than I would have loads of mentees and them not get that much out of it yeah so and do you ever feel like some sort of kind of way like if, if Gordon was to get like an extra three mentees would you be like excuse me <laughs> I'm the original <laughs> I actually know I know he does um I mean his role slightly different to mine because he works for himself but um I know that he does have I know that he does have other mentees I don't actually know how many he has but I don't think he has that many (laughs) (laughs) I don't get jealous Yolanda if that's what you're asking me (laughs) I'm not possessive over him (laughs) I would 100% be the possessive mentee that's like I'm sorry did you have to reschedule this because you actually had something else to do it's because you're seeing that other mentee <laughs> that you have so you're like, you're like please tell me please tell me i'm the favorite please tell yeah. me i'm the favorite <laughs> literally i feel like bringing coffee <laughs> and like being like yes this is how you like your starbucks isn't it <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs> i'd be terrible <laughs> oh i love it okay cool so next question on the docket is so your mentee mentor relationship currently, uh, I think we've covered this a little bit before, but I'll let you answer. Is is it based more in your career life, your your personal life, or both? Um. Okay. So we do cover like personal effectiveness, mm-hmm. but the focus really has always been on my professional career. Okay. Um. <coughs> sorry. A really useful um byproduct I suppose of a mentoring session or having a mentor is that you often gain skills that you can use in business but you find that you'll use them in your personal life as well well, and I sometimes yeah and I find myself like saying stuff that Gordon said to me either I don't know at home or with my friends and stuff Mm. as well so there is a crossover but it is mainly professional Mm. and have you ever come across people having mentors just for personal life or does it tend to be more people wanting their mentors for career progression and career life and when people approach me to be their mentor it tends to be for their career life Mm. really um i think once you get into kind of the personal stuff um it kind of starts to merge a little bit of like life coaching almost. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it yeah. does really. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like I say, it, it tends to, by the very nature of being a mentor, even a coach actually, you quite, you do sometimes, you know, kind of get into that personal territory mm-hmm. just by the nature of people's lives I mean especially now oh my god it's like work and home life is like basically one isn't it it's like all kind of mashed in together mm-hmm. um so it is by the very nature of it you do end up talking about personal stuff especially if you develop like quite a good relationship with mm-hmm. the person that you're mentoring or being mentored by um so yeah it does tend to the two do tend to merge but mostly I try and keep the focus kind of professional like career focus wow cool and have you noticed any significant changes in how you were before you had a mentor versus after you had one? Oh my god definitely so yeah. and i can say that actually with every mentor that i've had i you know i can i can still remember um 
something that one of my first or second ever mentors said to me mm-hmm. and I actually said it to someone two weeks ago <laughs> so what I am um, I tend to find is like you know, like the little sound bites of mm-hmm. phrases they've used with me they're the things that I really take with me and mm-hmm. kind of take throughout my career and um, with Gordon I'd say the main change kind of um now versus how I was before is has been strategic thinking mm-hmm. so to, to make that transition between kind of thinking operationally to thinking strategically is one mm-hmm. of the most difficult transitions that I think you can make in, in business and in your career. Mm-hmm. And Gordon's really, really helped me make that transition through the work that, um, that we've done together. Mm-hmm. The other main difference I would say is just how I communicate and how I manage my working relationships. And I said before mm-hmm. about how I kind of like harness relationships to kind of help me get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really helped me to, I suppose, increase my effect effectiveness and the value that I can add in my role by the relationships um, that I build in an organization the nature of those relationships as well and again like I said to you before kind of there is a crossover in kind of your personal life because those skills that you learn in terms of how to manage people you know you can use them in the office but you can use them you know if you go into a shop and you're trying to take something back or you know or (laughs) you know when you're negotiating with your husband or whatever else (laughs) um but yeah like definitely I mean with Gordon like I said to you before the support and the advice that he's given me has definitely helped me what I to do do what I needed to do in order to kind of get the get my big promotion so definitely definitely seen changes yeah perfect um I think we've covered this a little bit already so I'm going to skip this one it was about um time limits on mentorship so but there was a part b to that question which was do you think there is a minimum age entry point and a maximum age exit point for mentorships like how young can you be to get your first mentor and how old should you be having a mentor so I love the fact that you've asked this question right there is no minimum or maximum age at all to um to have a mentor absolutely no way but I will go back to what I said at the beginning of um the session today when I said to you about if you're ready for the lesson the teacher will appear okay yeah the only limit I think there is is if you're ready for the lesson you have to be ready and I mean really ready for the lesson because in order for a kind of a mentoring relationship to be really positive and to result in the change that kind of you want to see as Mm -hmm. a mentee you've got to be really open to the feedback and sometimes it's really difficult feedback and you've got to be really willing to reflect a lot on yourself and how you do things and how you've performed in different situations or maybe where things have gone wrong or where you've maybe failed at something mm-hmm. and be able to have conversations to help you learn and then do things differently next time. So the only limit is nothing to do with age. It's just about your willingness to be open um, to get you know to get feedback positive mm-hmm. and developmental and then be willing to kind of put the effort and the energy into making changes to the way that you do things because it's only by making those changes to how you know you work that ultimately you'll see progress or you'll see you know you'll see the results at the yeah. end yeah oh, I so love that definitely no age limit yeah never too old or never too young guys remember that for when you're thinking never, about seriously never time. never never yeah. Never. I had my first mentor when I was 21. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm 38 now, I still have a mentor, but I see this as being like, I always want to have a mentor. Mm, I see yeah. this as being something that will like, I'll take with me throughout my career. Definitely. Perfect. Um, and how, um, what should somebody who is then now they're on that path and they're ready for the lesson, um, what should they be seeking out in a potential mentor? Mm, good question. Okay, there's a number of things that I would say on this. So a natural starting point is there has to, well, it just tends to be someone that you respect um, okay. And I think that's important to have, but I think it's quite a lot more than that as well. I would advise anyone listening to this who really wants a mentor to look for someone with relevant experience, but it's not just about where they are now. I think where that person's been Mm-hmm. on their and their career journey in order to get where they are is really really important so the different experiences that they've had um different working environments maybe different challenges that they've had it's all those things kind of like make someone a really really good mentor i think mm-hmm. um for me it's really important for me to have someone that understands people and how people work and I think um, someone that you know is going to challenge your thinking Mm -hmm. is really key in order to get the feedback that you need in order to see results from the mentoring sessions. Um, Not someone who'll tell you everything, but someone who'll make you question yourself in -hmm. order to improve and improve your self-awareness and just increase your effectiveness. Because that's, you know, when you're getting a bit uncomfortable, that's Mm -hmm. when you're going to learn yeah and I think that's really important you need to you need to like have someone that is gonna that's not gonna shy away from those uncomfortable conversations someone yeah that's gonna face into them and help you face into them because that is the point when your your learning like really really accelerates definitely I love it okay so how would then so that's what we need to be looking out for but then how would you go about finding a mentor and also approaching that person outside of say this is a specific designated mentor mentee program that you're you're going through Mm. yeah okay so in terms of finding someone first of all because that was the first part of the question Hmm. um i'd say mix in the right circles but I think you need to kind of put a little bit of thought into it, first of all, in terms of what are you trying to achieve and where is it that you're trying to get to? What's your kind of objective, I suppose, for having a mentor? And then think about, well, based on that, what do you need from a mentor? And once you've thought about that, you can then think about, well, where might that person be? Where, you know, what circles do they move in? And it's not just about events and stuff. I think you need to think quite a bit wider than that. And quite often, it's not your own contacts, but it's your contacts, contacts, if you know what I mean. So think about the next kind of level. So the contacts that um, are not just in your network, but think about their contacts and who who, who can your connections introduce you to? Mm -hmm. Think about your connections, connections. That's what I always say to people. And by speaking to people um, that you know, that you're kind of, you know, connected with, Um, and talking to them about kind of what you're trying to get out of a mentor quite often they'll then maybe be able to say to you well have you thought about this person or have you met this person I'll give you an intro to 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 them um 
in terms of approaching them it's I mean I'm not gonna dress it up you basically got to introduce yourself and ask yeah. so um I always think right the worst someone can say is no I don't want to do it and you haven't lost anything um but even if someone says no they will be really flattered that Ooh. you ask them honestly no one is ever going to mind you asking like for them to mentor you because it's, yeah. it's flattering to people mm. um all I'd say is be sure to tell them why why you kind of want them mm. what you want to achieve um and how those two things link together um and I always say as well if they say no they probably weren't right anyway and I really mm. really believe that like I think you almost need like the stars to align a little bit if someone yeah. doesn't for whatever reason says no it's probably because for again for a number of reasons they can't commit to mm -hmm. to doing what they feel is needed in order yeah. to really kind of truly help you as a mentee mm -hmm. so I think like at the same time we have to respect that and think well actually it's an opportunity for me to kind of go away and you know find someone that is really committed or is more suited for whatever reason but yeah just go for it and you know introduce yourself and, and ask them ask them and how and many people will say yeah um, yeah, I was going to say as well, how young can that relationship be with that person before you make the jump to asking them that question? Um, that's a really good question. That's a really good question to ask, actually. Um, I've had people that I've asked before and where I haven't had maybe an established relationship with them, mm -hmm. um, it, it, they, it's never really taken off for whatever mm -hmm. reason. It's not happened loads, but you know where I've maybe met someone in the moment mm -hmm. and I've been like, oh my God, they'd be a great, you know, they'd be a great mentor. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think you need to have some sort of, yeah, some sort of basis to the relationship, mm -hmm. particularly with mentoring. With a coach, it can be a bit different, but particularly with mentoring, there needs to be something there, I think, in order for both parties actually to invest. Yeah. At the end of the day, it is, it is an investment. It's an investment of everybody's time and, and energy. And quite often from a mentor's perspective, it's not so much, oh, I don't know them, so I don't want to work with them. Mm -hmm. um, it's more, a, I don't know them well enough to know that I can help them. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, and for any mentor, for any mentor, you want to know that the person that you're working with, you can definitely add value to them and, you know, improve their life effectively and make it so work for a while as well yeah yeah and i think you know if you meet people it's you know we should always all be networking shouldn't we all of the mm -hmm. time i was gonna say if you meet people i don't know when the next <laughs> proper networking events like that where you can physically meet people will actually happen um but i'm just thinking about it in the past it's really good to kind of speak to loads of people at events mm -hmm. like that and kind of network as much as possible and then connect with people afterwards mm -hmm. i'd always say and try and then maybe like if you think there could be something there or you know someone that you're interested in kind of maybe mentoring you i would say like try and like you know say to them i'd love to like meet for a coffee to kind of just like get some advice and um mm -hmm. find out a little bit more about your journey um and yeah and kind of take it from there and that usually results then once you kind of one-to-one -one in kind of that environment you can kind of see if there's, how if there's a, a mentor mentee spark <laughs> uh, and how important is it for that person to be familiar with the concept of mentoring already like should the should your next should your first or next mentee already have mentored or does that not matter with asking them to be your mentor 
I think that depends on you really as a mentee on what you want to get out of it. Um, so when I think like back through my career, my first couple of mentors weren't kind of professional mentors. I hadn't been on a training course or kind of anything like that. And I still got loads and loads of value out of the relationship. Um, as the last kind of, you know, probably 10 years, I've worked with people that that have been have been more qualified and I think that's been important I suppose for kind of me to kind of get what I needed to out of the relationship Mm -hmm. I think it's great if someone has got experience because it's like anything isn't it once we've experienced it we kind of know what works and what doesn't work Mm -hmm. but equally um I don't know if you meet someone that you feel can you know that you you know look up to you respect and you know you know that they've been on a journey that you'd really love to find out more about you can probably still learn from that person mm-hmm. well without a doubt you can still learn from that person wow love I it. said that I'm a, I am a lover I am a lover of a qualification you know, <laughs> so I'm not saying I'm not saying that they're meaningless by any well, stretch of the imagination yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if, if they don't have one doesn't mean rule them out just yet Absolutely not. And it goes back to um, what I was saying before. Remember, when we're mentored by someone, it, the relationship doesn't have to last for kind of like the rest of our lives. No, yeah. It can be, it can actually be, you can be mentored by someone and just have like a couple of coffees with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked with someone not too long ago, actually, and we just had lunch a couple of times and a couple of coffees. And it was just a point in her career where she was trying to work out what to do next, really. And I, we just kind of chatted for a bit. And then I'm like, actually not, you know, we've actually not spoken for a while, but um, at that point in, I suppose, where she was at, she just needed like like a third party almost to kind of sound stuff out on and kind of get a bit of advice from and, yeah, it doesn't always have to be kind of a really structured program with, you know, 10 sessions and the, an hour each in duration. Mm-hmm. It can just be like really informal at the same time. It's good to know what you want to achieve, but at the same time, you know, there's a lot of people out there that can offer a lot of learning and advice and we should take, take advantage of that. Yes, perfect. I love it. Yeah, and I agree. Um, so to wrap up this episode then, is there anything else to consider our men- mentorship or anything you want to say around mentorship for the people? Um, what else do I want to say? Um, just that for me, it's been like an incredibly positive experience. Um, you know, in particular, my, I'm not being biased saying this, but my current mentor, Gordon, has done, you know, so much for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I think about kind of my progression and stuff, it's, it's been really incredible. And sometimes people don't maybe like mentoring isn't something that's on their radar but I think if you kind of want to learn and you want to progress and like I said if you're ready for the lesson then it's something to really yeah really go after it and try and try and fight there's so many people out there that kind of want to help other people and help like bring people through mm-hmm. the ranks and um, but sometimes we have to go out there and look for it and and ask people and then when we do um quite often the experience is amazing so I would say to anyone thinking about it, think about what you want to get out of the sessions or kind of get out of the conversations and what you want to achieve. And then, yeah, go for it because there's so many people that want to help. Oh, I love it. Well, guys, I hope you have been 
paying attention this episode because we had <laughs> all the gems, all the knowledge dropped. So you need to rewind, get a pen, take some notes. Then all of the content is there for you because my mind has been blown. I'm like, okay, who is going to be my next mentor? <laughs> yeah, Yolanda, we need to hook you up. Yeah, I need to figure it out. So I remember people... You don't have to have a same sex mentor at all. If you are boy, your mentor might be the female CEO doing whatever that you aspire to be and vice versa, ladies. So that, that shocked me at first. I was like, nice to hear that said out loud. Um, and then you're never too young. If you're not even in a job yet, <laughs> but you still want to, you know, get the trajectory for your life happening, you're not still to have a mentor. And if you think, oh, I'm not, you know, in my late teens or early 20s anymore what do i need a mentor for it's a lie you can still have a mentor no matter what so there's no excuse and if you want to learn a bit more structured as well there are mentoring programs like kim said would the, does your um qualification put you in like a register or something or is your does yours keep you private um it doesn't put you in a register but it just it's just kind of feels like it's recognized qualification. So yeah. when you're working, like for me, when I'm working at exec level with either executives in our business or in another in another organization, some organizations like to see that um, that you have a qualification. But there's loads of people out there that have done kind of you know various different training courses um, for sure. So yeah, so I'm, I'm sure you'll be able to just do a quick quick Google people, and you'll be able to see if you want someone that is actually trained to do this to help you, or if there's just, a, just that person that you have that spark with that you think, I wanna get to their level, they can help me out, then ask the question. And like Kim said, worst thing they're gonna say is no. And then you just move on, recollect yourself and try again. Okay, so yeah, that's the of this episode. Uh, this is actually the final episode for series one of the Millennial Introvert Lifestyle. We made it to 10 people. <laughs> I don't know how, but we did it. <laughs> so I'm so excited to be closing out on such a brilliant episode. Like I say, guys, if you're paying attention, then you should be putting all the comments down on this one. Um, and you should be all coming back to season two with your mentors on lock. So <laughs> don't disappoint me, people. Go out there and secure your mentors today. Uh, special, special thanks again to Kim for sitting with us. Thank you so much for telling us all of this good, good stuff. And uh, Kim's already ready for having to having me. Too. So we can bring her back because she can tell us some more stuff about different topics. It's fine. <laughs> She's really willing and ready. So I love it. Uh, you know where you can find me. It is at the millennial underscore introvert on Instagram. You've got the website millennialintrovertlifestyle.com. I'm also on LinkedIn and Facebook at the Millennial Introvert and the Introvert Lifestyle as well. So hit me up wherever. Kim, do you want them to find you or should they just listen to this? <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me on LinkedIn at Kim Strachan and I am on Instagram at Kim Strachan82, but it's mainly just pictures of me and my family and uh, me doing yoga and you know jewelry and stuff <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's pretty it's, random <laughs> it's, it's, it's the linkedin for the the, the career gems and then uh the professional stuff yeah <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> we love it. Okay, cool. All right, guys. So it's going to be a small hiatus. Um, and then I'll be back for season two. So keep it locked. I will let you know um, via the website and website blog and Instagram when we're going to be back. Um, probably going to be about a four week break. So check back in after then. But if you're subscribed, nothing to worry about because your subscription will tell you. Anyway, thanks again so, so much, people. Keep it cool. Enjoy yourselves. And I'll catch you in four weeks' time. And it's Kim signing out.